Welcome to the Mortgage and Mindset in Minutes podcast, and I'm your host, Tiffany Rose, where you'll get a little on mortgage and a lot on mindset. All right. Today, I'm like on cloud nine because I have our very own CEO, Marianne Gary, here with us today, and I am so honored where she's going to share things today about mindset, her backstory, uh, the guild culture, and we'll just have a conversation and discussion, and uh, I'm going to pick her selfishly pick her brain for so many things I want for tools to reach my success goals. And I'm just so excited. So thank you very much, Marianne. You're welcome. My pleasure. So just to put a human behind Marianne, I was, because everyone's like, oh, who's the CEO of this company? You know, uh, what is she like? And I asked Bob Cooley, my amazing manager and mentor, hey, do you think Marianne would have this discussion with me? And he just raved about you and how wonderful, wonderful you are and a sincere and how brilliant you are. And that says a lot. I know Bob is a staple person at Guild, but still for you to make an impact on, you know, little old us in Walnut Creek and for everybody to speak so highly of you, that speaks volumes of who you are. So well, thank you. Wow. So, okay. We're just going to touch on Guild really briefly and then we'll kind of take it back. So uh, how many employees uh, do you manage or how many do we have at Guild? I know it's think over 4,000, maybe even more by now. And how many states are we in? We're in 50 states. Uh, we, we're not in New York and we have over, um, we're close to 5,000 employees. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, we've grown tremendously. If you look back and just when we became, um, we formed our management buyout at the end of 2007 so it was 1231.07, and it was during the financial crisis, and we had 400 employees. We did a billion in originations, and we had $2 billion in our servicing portfolio. And today, we're at $34 billion in originations and uh, close to $70 billion in our servicing. So it's quite a growth over 13 years, but what I'm most proud of is the culture. And people. We couldn't have done it without such amazing people. And I and I agree. And you and I were just talking uh, right before um, we started this. And I was just raving seriously about the culture and the support. And if you make a mistake or if you want to do something that's, I would guess I would say outside of the box, uh, you know, it's it's okay. You know, you get that support of like, hey, maybe you could try this or, you know, uh, I just love it. And I felt like before my hands were tied places and I really wanted to try things like this. I mean, this is really stepping outside of the box and, and interviewing yourself and getting this information. I just think it's so great that uh, our company and our culture and is willing to do things like that. And I know you have a huge part of that. So, Well, we have such talent and I've always thought the best way to improve your organization is to listen and um, we have an entrepreneurial spirit and such creativity in the field and all over the company, actually, that it's important to listen and work together collectively so that you can really build a great foundation and grow and but still try new things and um, not be stagnant and fit yeah. in a box. I absolutely agree, and I have so many questions about that, and we're going to get to that as well. So before we get into your career as it is now and build mortgage as a whole, 
take me back to maybe like how you were raised and because uh, I know that there's some little success clues built in within there that got you to where you are now. So how were you raised? Um, I was raised, I have a sister that's 10 months older and a brother eight years older. And he was my role model idol. But my mom was just uh, so strong and She's really the reason I am who I am and why I'm so driven and that I think I can do anything because you talk about somebody that really trusts you, believes in you, then you just feel like you can conquer the world. And so my mom, my entire life told me I could do anything I wanted. All I had to do was try. And I believed it. I lived my life that way. And I'm really competitive. And we grew up in a very competitive family. And and learning is important with my mother that she was a teacher she thought that was the key to anybody's success it's just knowledge so that's how i attack everything and i love people i love learning but if somebody tells me i can't do it you're a woman or you know they'll never be a woman ceo they'll never you know you can't do that you've got you you've got a family and you've got to do xyz it made me so competitive that yeah. I was going to show them. Just don't tell me I can't do it. If you do, I do it. <laughs> so. and, and you, like I said, you use it as fuel. And that's been actually one of the things that has helped me so much is that when somebody says you shouldn't do that or you can't or that's too weird or I just use it as energy and, and keep going. Yeah. And for you to be taught that at such a young age, I wish I learned that sooner in life rather than maybe the last 10 years. So you really have the edge getting that information and uh, really being instilled in you so early in life. So, and it's by your mom, which is a powerful person in your life, but it's a woman also. So it really goes to show why you ended up where you ended up. Yeah, she was, she was amazing woman and my best friend forever and my strength and support. And I mean, so was my husband and my family, but there was something about my mother and the push and belief in um, women succeeding and how important it was. So she really did um, drive me, my success, I think. And you said, I think I heard somewhere that she got a college degree. And I yeah. think, right. And she was yeah. born, if you don't mind giving me, a, I think the, she was born 1923. 23. 23. Okay. I wanted to make sure. And she uh, lived to be 94. And she played bridge uh, four times a week. She was in the Women's League of Voters and she was, you know, would donate her time. She was never sat still. She was, um, you know, sharp until, you know, she at the end, the very end. But it, it was just because she had a stroke and then shortly thereafter she passed away. But she was uh, a great mentor, but not just to me, but to my brother and my sister and we were so fortunate to have her. And I just listened to a piece about the echo of life, the echo that you can, you know, start now and 90 days from now, it's the echo that you started on, you know, prior, but it's also what you pass down to your children and the echo of life you pass down to your grandkids. And it sounds like she really, uh, you know, is still carrying on her legacy with you. So I love she that. Is. You know, it's, it's funny. You said you didn't learn it till later that, so that hit a, a part of me. And I feel when people suffer a tragedy or, a, and they have to band together as a family, 
you either, you know, see the best of, of what you can do or the worst. And, you know, my father got very ill when I was young. We were very wealthy, went to dirt poor. My mom worked five jobs, never said about, just went forward, just took it like, well, this is what you do. You know, he's sick, don't know what it is. We'll get through this. And that was her attitude. So you learn that way. You know, she was never a victim. And yeah. I've yeah. never been a victim, no matter what happens, right or wrong. I think it's important that you just deal with what you have and everything works out. And you just have to believe in yourself and be confident and, and it'll work out. And that's all music to my ears because that's what I like write down or my mantras and everything. And I just say it, especially, you know, being empowered by um, tragedies that happen in your life, you know, unfortunately, and not becoming a victim. So I, again, love all of that. So I know that it's very rare that people say, I'm going to grow up and be a mortgage lender. I know I certainly did that. I, you know, by the grace of God, seriously, this awesome mentor brought me into the business. Uh, but I'm sure you didn't necessarily say that. And you went to college for something a little bit different, right? I did. Okay. I always wanted to own my own business, uh, but I decided that it would be um, smart to go into accounting as a CPA and work for one of the big eight at the time. Now I think they have four. So I became a CPA, worked at KPMG. Uh, then it was Pete Marwick. But what I want to do is learn about all types of businesses and in that decide which business I would go into, <clears throat> hopefully owning my own business. Yeah. So I, Guild Mortgage was a client of ours, and that's how I was um, introduced to um, the company. And I've been here 38 years. <laughs> and I heard that. Bob told me that. I didn't realize how long you had been with the it's company. It's a long time, but so you can't ask my age. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I, I, I say, oh, I've been in the business like 23 years. I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's starting to sound like so long, but I don't. So what do you think about somebody who maybe like bounces around companies versus what you did? You just stuck with it through thick and thin. So well, what advice do you have for people that like to bounce around? They think that something's going to be different somewhere else. It might be. I, I thought I'd always move from company to company. I didn't think I was going to stay, but I was at a company where I was able to have opportunity every time. I got a little bored, I was able to do something else. So I was fortunate. I started an internal audit and, you know, within a couple of years, three years, I was promoted to senior vice president and ran servicing and IT. And then I became the CFO and, you know, so forth. I just kept getting um, challenged. So I think it's fine if you go from company to company, if you need more challenge. Mm -hmm. So if a company isn't seeing your talents or uh, helping lift you up, then I don't think there's anything wrong with moving. As long as it sounds like as long as you're aware, like conscious of why you're doing it and that it is truly a bigger opportunity, right? Because I had loan officers that I've managed or worked with and it's like every three months they're a different company. I'm like, no, I don't think it's the company. <laughs> I think you need to try to make it work yeah. and try to understand your weaknesses and and strengths and then uh find a mentor a coach find somebody that can help you succeed and keep succeeding you know and then i 
that uh, that's the way to work. So, you know, get learn as much as you can. So again, my mother was a teacher and she, you know, had this thirst for knowledge all the time and she really pushed it in us. So if I'm at a company and I don't like the company, I'm going to learn as much as I can. And then you just look for an opportunity, but don't just take the first thing, just be careful and make sure it's what you want in your career path. And, you know, try to make sure that ask the company, um, don't underestimate what they think about you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would use your skills to, uh, you know, try to move up and say, what do I need to do to, to move ahead? And don't be shy. Is that what you did? Did you kind of just say what's next? What, what do I have to do to, to get to the next level? Um, I pretty much saw the opportunity and just kept going for it. And um, I ended up reporting directly to the owner. So he just kept putting me in different jobs. So I was laughing this morning because I'm like, I wonder if she wakes up because you are the CEO of Guild Mortgage. Like you said, like 5,000 employees, 50 states. Do you wake up some mornings and go, I'm the CEO of Guild Mortgage? Or do you feel like you kind of grew with it and you're just used to it? Or do you wake up sometimes and go, oh my gosh, I have so much on my shoulders. I'm the CEO, not a deserved Guild Mortgage, but a major mortgage company. So what do you feel like when you get to work or you wake up in the morning? Oh, I, I just love the people I work with. I have the best executive team in the world. Um, I'm excited to come to work every day. I love it. I hate COVID when you couldn't see everyone and be around and, and just make things happen. I love collaboration. I love coming up with ideas. Um, yeah. Sometimes I wake up or I just stop for a minute and I pinch myself yeah. like, wow. I'm not surprised I'm a CEO of, of a company, but I'm more proud of the culture and the people. So like you, when I meet you and I see you and you're part of Guild and you love it and that's what I live for or is is that reward is more important to me than anything else and it is fun being the CEO of a public company and there's challenges with it as well but I love it but I'm so proud of what we've accomplished Mm -hmm. as a company together that um, it's fun to brag and it's you know I'm proud of it and I know and I'm confident in our success and our continued success into the future. So, you know, sometimes I'll pinch myself more so that we have these great, we've got these, this great talent here at Guild and um, I've watched it grow and that's been really fun and a little bit surreal. Uh, Yeah. That's what I, that's what I feel like. I'm like, wake up and you're like, I accomplished my goals. I'm a CEO. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> I want to know, like, how does that feel? Because I want to, I want to get there. I always tell myself, like, in 10 years from now, I want to be on a private jet that I can easily afford to go on vacations. And I don't know whether it's owning or chartering one or what it is, but it's not to show off. It's to tell myself that I achieved that goal, that I did what I set out to do. And for me, that's like a tangible kind of like reward. And for some reason, one day I'm like, I think I was watching the Kardashians. People were probably like, <laughs> I was. And they were hopping on a private jet. I'm like, I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. I can do this with enough hard work and with my goals that I've set out for myself, I can do it. So I kind of just jokingly wrote it down. But now I'm thinking, no, I'm going to keep pushing towards that. 
And you're yeah, if it's a vision and you see it, it'll happen. They yeah. say that a lot of times if you say subconsciously, if you see yourself in a certain um, role or whether it's a plane or a BMW or something that, that for you is just one of your bucket list items, yeah. um, I think it'll happen. Yeah. Hence the vision boards. I have a vision board and got lots of guild mortgage stuff all over it. So that's great. You know, I'm, I, uh, I was looking back and I was thinking, oh my gosh, she became the CEO, correct me if I'm wrong, like right before the crash, right, of 2008? Oh, yeah. So how did that feel? Can you just give us like some of the, I don't want to say highlights, because it was a, I was in the business during that time and I short sold houses that I owned and had to move my family and was, trying oh. to, you know, I had eight houses, some of them on Nagam loans and you know, I was just talking to somebody else in another interview and they said, anybody who thinks like mortgage lenders are like bad people, they weren't bad people. No. It was misunderstanding of the, the loans that were being offered. We didn't dream up these things, but it was a really hard time. But at the same time, I kind of like chuckled when I heard when you became CEO, because you were probably like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, no, actually it was, it was even before that. So mm -hmm. in the middle of 2007, we, you know, we'd been looking for uh, a partner for a few years mm -hmm. and nobody knew about it. And we hadn't told anyone, it's just my partner, Terry and I, and um, we had a few offers and <clears throat> we went with the McCarthy group, great people. And then the cri uh, crisis started where they weren't buying loans. I, I don't know if you ever, if you remember, um, there were just a little kind of, companies that had unique products and they started going away, going yeah, away. Quickly. And if you, we were constantly managing our pipeline. So I remember going into, we just have to save this. And I, I wasn't even thinking about the um, partnership. We, they put it, they didn't put it on hold. We kept doing it, but I was saying, they're not going to buy us if, if something bad happens to our company. So we managed through the crisis and they actually liked us more after we met, they saw us manage through the crisis. But the best thing about our company and the people is we're very solution oriented. So we get in a room and now this is the challenge, right? It's a big yeah. challenge. What do we do? We got to, you know, who do we sell to? We got to call these people. We got to look, we got to repackage. We got to move it over here. We can't have 7 million or whatever we had in our pipeline. And we really came out unscathed. We did a, a great job. And then we took advantage of the dislocation in the market. And in 08, we just grew. We just started all the companies that were started to go out of business. We, we re attracted the talent. We brought in um, uh, Barry Horn and we did an acquisition and we brought in a lot of people from great companies that were too leveraged um, and they just didn't make it. And they, their people needed a home and we were there and we had um mortgage banking foundation at guild fha va conventional so we didn't really get into a lot of the subprime yeah. or the alternative products um the alt a's but we did them but we didn't do many of them that much we weren't very good at it so it, we just grew from there and we we've grown exponentially and profitably ever since our uh, mm -hmm. management buyout. So it was a risk for them to buy us. And, you know, at that moment in, mm -hmm. in the financial world. So um, they've been great, great partners. 
Well, and you and you got lucky because it really did start happening overnight. I, mean, I had a baby October 2007, and I got out of the hospital, got home, <laughs> and somebody said, "Hey, Nagam loans are going away, and uh, World say um, you know, some of the banks were going under, and it was happening quick." And I thought, "Well, what do you mean Nagam loans? But we all have Nagam loans, and that's what we do. We put out a bunch of mailers, and we get a bunch of clients, and do these loans, and it was like unfathomable for me to not." have that on our like rate sheets or as a product yeah. and they literally by I think like January 2008 it started to go downhill really quick that that movie the big short have you actually have you seen oh, yeah. that so a lot of it is true I mean oh, they, were, yeah. they weren't making up things like that it was I had clients that were in a lot of those you know scenarios and um it was a very interesting time so I love that you share you know what your experience was through that because it was a pretty interesting time me being owning real estate and being in the lending business as well it was it was tough but I sure did learn from it I'm such a better loan agent because of it that's great did you recreate yourself or how did you handle it well that's why I kind of asked you before like what do you think about bouncing around you know companies and things I had a lot of friends that got out of the business but I was like Tiff no you're sticking this out you're (sighs) deeply invested and you know this is my career now so I learned FHA. FHA was not even a, a thing then. And I learned um, realtors. I think there was a Chidat like down That's because you're a baby. It was a thing for us because we, we started, oh. we've had it since 1960. So. Okay. I, was, I think like I'm dating myself now, but I was, yeah, like 25, 26, I don't know, something like that then um, during like the, well, no, I think I was 29 actually because I just had a baby. But uh, yeah, that was the first time I had learned that. But I just hunkered down and I, informed myself, connected with my realtors, and I weathered the storm. But there was times where I was going to get out of the business. But then I'm like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> I have no choice. I was and you're good at it. Well, business. you're a natural salesperson. So you're, you're, you're going to be good at anything you do. Oh, gosh, I, I, I hope so. I want to serve as many homeowners as I can. That's my goal for 2022 and kind of change my mindset on making it like I said, the private jet isn't because I want the private jet. It's because I, that would mean yeah. that I served as many people as possible. And uh, once I changed my mindset on that and kind of uh, got used to dealing with like confrontation isn't confrontation kind of thing. You have to call yeah. a client and say like, hey, your loans declined. I was so scared of doing it back then because <laughs> all the loans like sailed through. I mean, you would never get a suspense or a decline back then, you know, around 2007 or, or six. So it really grew me as a person and stuck with it. And I just become, like I said, better probably person too and loan agent. But yeah, and connect with people and like first time home buyers. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they're really, some of them are tough loans and you have to handhold them. And sometimes they're not ready for a home, but you mm-hmm. can find the right product. You can help guide them. And then, you know, you've got a client for life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things that was, uh, I'm still working through it, actually, so I want to hear your words of wisdom on it, is coming through like as your authentic self. I know one of my accountability coaches um, last year said, Tiff, you're so fun on your personal Facebook. And then you put these videos out and you kind of come off as like stuffy. Like, who is, where's that <laughs> girl over there that's so fun? I'm like, well, I want to stay professional. And she's like, well, you can still stay professional, but still be your fun, normal Tiff. So how did you, over the years, stay true to your authentic self? Well, in person with people, it was easy. 
it's just, it's very hard. I think I find um, video and you get nervous and you want to make sure you don't say something that you should and that you look professional, you act professional. And sometimes when you're one-on-one with people or in a small group, then you just, you don't have to um, be as stiff. And Mm -hmm. I think, not that you have to be, but I think that's a hard balance for all of us. It is what it is. Um, When you get to this level and you're trying to meet people and and have them understand your personality, your brand, uh, and how you um, will take care of them and your goals and your and your values. So your values are important, but you know you can't really do that through. It's not as easy to do it through TV or or um, video, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've some people are great at it. Some people are. And like, they just practice or, you know, I just keep pushing forward. And I have looked back at my videos from like four or five years ago. And I was like, I can't even rewatch them. But now I'm starting to be able to rewatch them. I'm like, okay. Well, you I seem like a natural to me. <laughs> so thank you. But that is a great point. I mean, being your authentic self, you of course, you want to always be um, the best you can be, but you don't necessarily have to be wild and crazy and silly. You just have to kind of tailor it to the situation that you're in. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I, I, you adapt to whatever the uh, moment is. Yeah. And that's, that's very good advice. So everybody always says like, so how's the market or like very general questions. Is there anything that you can or want to share about just like maybe what's to come or uh, any exciting stuff or anything, any projects, anything you need to know? I'm really proud about us winning the number one uh, as JD Power in Originations. That mm-hmm. was that was a great um, reward for our goal of creating customers for life mm-hmm. and um, having a blend, the right blend of technology and human touch and advice. So it's not. We want the best and, and fastest technology out there, and we keep enhancing it and investing in our platform, but we don't want to lose that human interaction with our customers because that's what makes us uh, unique. I think we have the technology of uh, competitive with anyone digitally, uh, but the difference is we insert ourselves and so, and we serve our customers the way they want to be served. So if they want you to handhold them and do the application for them, you do it. If they want um, you to hardly talk to you, except when they want to lock in the rate, they can do that. And so mm-hmm. there's just so many different types of people that we don't put them in a box. And I mm-hmm. think that's a key element of our success. Going forward, I think rates are going to go up from the MBA, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. That's how we look. But we don't, we just try to work um, in the environment of today and we don't try to predict what's going to happen, but we're prepared for either way. And uh, so that we can continue to serve our customers. And we've always been purchase focused. So for us, when rates rise, um, we're positioned well because that's our expertise. Mm-hmm. We're not just, you know, um, getting widgets through the as fast as we can and reducing yeah. helping customers, but it's a different model. Mm-hmm. We're about helping people get into homes yeah. and then also stay in the homes. 
So with our servicing that complements our originations, we we partner with the loan officer and just take care of the customer all the way through till their next transaction. Mm-hmm. And that that is what I'm happy to see is us put people in homes, but more importantly, do everything we can to keep them in their homes. Yeah. And I do feel like there's an opportunity, a good deal, um, something uh, that you can do to better yourself and your family in any market. I mean, if you think back Absolutely. to rates, rates being, you know, 10, 11, 12%, that was just normal, but people still bought homes and made it work. And so I think that any, I can help anybody in any market make it work and just come up with a plan. That's actually what I love doing. I know some of my clients sometimes will go, I'm so sorry, I have one more question. I'm like, no, I love doing this. I love like, tell me what your six month plan is, what your five year plan. Well, maybe I want to, you know, get some equity out and buy a investment property. I'm like, okay, what does that look like? What area? Let's go online and see what it rents for. And it's fun for me. Yeah, definitely. Don't be afraid of the market changes and uh, the ups and downs because it's going to happen. Uh, and none of us really know unless, you know, we had a crystal ball, we'd be retired somewhere, maybe, you know, volunteering somewhere. Or maybe not. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. And uh, yeah, so I do, I do agree with what you're, um, with what you're saying. And I wanted to ask, so two more things. So is there anything that you're like, Tiff, this is my number one thing that I delegate, like out of all the things I love, what's the one thing like, me, for me personally, on my personal life, I door dash like too much, actually, because I don't have time to cook and I'm not a good cook. So what are one of those things that you're like, I don't have time in my day and I have to delegate that? Well, I, I delegate a lot because my people are so, so great. And um, you have to at your level, obviously. Yeah. I, and I multitask. I, I like I don't I like to cook. So I try to cook as much as I do. Um, I'm not a gourmet cook. I don't think I'm a great cook, but I do like it. I don't love to bake, but my daughter-in-law does. And she's the best. So I just, actually, I like to cook and entertain and get my, with my family. Get Because we have a big family. And that's my favorite thing to do. Um, And I'll delegate pieces because they like to do it. So now I'm kind of handing it over to um, next generation. But... It's, you sound it's, like you're very balanced. And, and, and I try. Yeah. I mean, you always think someone and everybody handles stress and, you know, busy, a full schedule, full life, I should say differently. But I do get like the energy that you just feel very balanced. And <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure I'm very balanced. Shayla told me one year, like she was so into being balanced. I was like, ah, I have to get coached by her because I'm not as balanced. Did she pull up the, the wheel yeah. of life and okay. Uh, I as I got that. older, I, I became more balanced. But I think when I was younger, when I, I first had twins, I have four kids, four wow. boys, and they're just amazing. When I would walk in that door, they balanced me because um, you it's just, you're not thinking of work. You're working with your kids you're, you know, and they're fun and you're just so it balanced you without even trying, mm-hmm. even though you're still thinking about work at times, you know, you can go home and you know, you have to be very productive because you've got soccer games on the weekend or football games or something with your children. But, you know, I would always squeeze in and plan if I needed to get something done on the weekend, I would make sure I'd get it done, but I never sacrificed my kids to do that. I would just stay up late. 
or get up really, really early. But I seem to get it both done, both of it done. So you're you're making it work and it just is a testament of why you are who you are and you have a big smile on your face no matter <laughs> what. I mean, it really I can I can sense that. So I I love it. And uh, I'm just so proud to be a part of Guild Mortgage and I can't wait to to keep going. And now we hope there's a I got, you know, my guild. We're proud of you. Blue and yellow and all that. So I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Well, you're, you're in a great area. You've been very successful, and I'm sure you'll just continue to be successful. And I'm glad you chose Guild to do it. Oh, well, thank you. Well, do you have, before we um, leave, do you have any, like a famous quote that you love, inspirational quote, words of wisdom, anything that you want to share? Sure. Collectively, we're geniuses. Individually, we're idiots. I love that. Yep, teamwork. Well said. I thank you so much, Marianne. I know that you have a full life, full schedule, and I just appreciate you so much. So thank you. Well, thank you. And it was a pleasure.